Spring has sprung, so make a splash with a new spa from MyHotTub.com. Choose from over 50 spas in stock, new inventory weekly, and prices slash to move fast. Don't let April's showers keep you from a new spa. Visit their huge showroom in Destiny, USA, and ask about their 48-month 0% financing option for credit-qualified buyers. Treat yourself with a new spa from MyHotTub.com. Don't just take our word for it. See for yourself at Destiny, USA. Hurry, these spas won't last. It's officially ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their bunny and egg-shaped cakes, along with a four-pack of hip-hop bunnies. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel is open seven days a week. Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and open Easter Sunday. So go get your bunny and egg cakes, or those four packs of hip-hop bunnies. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. I'm your host, Mike Lindsley. Hit me on Twitter, at MikeLSports. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, Stanley Law Offices, Brewerton Ace Hardware, and our great friends at Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, pick up those pizza wing combos now. Download the Slice app. It's great. You can order right from there. Rosie's Corner, pizza wings, pasta, hot and cold subs and more. Fish Friday. Try the meatball bomber. Try the garlic parm wings. Get their chicken salads. It's a great place to be. Route 11 in front of the Brewerton Bridge. If you're in and around Central New York, gift cards are also available for any and all occasions. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Planner sponsor. Also want to throw a tip of the cap. Thank you out there to Syracuse Fitness Store. Our good, good friends over at Camilla's Golf Club and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform. This podcast is going to be, and I know I'm a few days late on this, but I kind of wanted to take the final four as a whole and then the championship game between Kansas and North Carolina, and I wanted to just kind of break all of it down and what I saw, kind of put a final bow on the NCAA tournament and what's next for those four programs. So I'm going to start with the obvious. I'm going to start with the Duke Blue Devils. Um, and I know people are so, you know, they just have Coach K fatigue and all the rest. And, and that's fine. I, I, you know, I get it. Um, here, here's where I'm, I'm, I am with Coach K, all right? He better stay retired. I know Jay Williams and some other people have been mentioning uh, the last, you know, week plus or whatever that Coach K um, might still come back and don't rule it out and blah, blah, blah. But... He better stay away, man, because he said at the beginning of the year that he was retiring. Later during the season, he said that he didn't want to make it about him. Well, when you announce your retirement, you know, like in the beginning of the season, isn't it about you kind of automatically? Like I, I would have no problem with those comments if he didn't announce a retirement. Like if somebody said, hey, when are you going to retire? And he said, I'm not really sure. Who knows? This year could be the last year. Maybe it's next year. I don't know. But I'll let everybody know when that happens, right? Okay. Now it's not about you. But to say, and I'm a huge Coach K guy. I am. Um, do I think that he ran a completely clean program all the years? Eh, probably a couple black bags here and there, right? But, you know, you cannot, for any, uh, under any circumstances, uh, can you can you match the two together? Matching oh, I don't want it to be about me and, you know, announcing the retirement, <clears throat> you know, because they go one and the same and they contradict each other. Um, so it was about him. It was about him all year. 
And having said that, they lost at Cameron in his last on-campus game as a head coach at home against the bitter rival North Carolina. Then they lose in the ACC tournament to none other than North uh, to Virginia Tech. And then again in the Final Four in the National Semis, they lose to North Carolina. They're, I mean, blood rival. The, the, the best college basketball rivalry in the history of the game. Six and a half, seven miles apart from one another. And they lose again to North Carolina. That's how Coach candid his career. Right now, North Carolina has the upper hand when you compare the relationship, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the rivalry, rather. It, it's so, it, it's unbelievable. The relationship Carolina has to winning uh, and Duke has to winning, it's absurd. I mean, they're two of the top, probably, I would say, five programs of all time. You could make an argument, I think, when you really stretch it and look at Carolina, uh, you could make an argument that they're the greatest program of all time. I think Carolina's ahead of Duke. I think Carolina's ahead of pretty much everybody. I think, you know, UCLA at this point, it's the, it's the wooden era and what an era it was. But, you know, they haven't done, they haven't won since. I mean, they, you know, Final Four, they've showed up, you know, here and there. Um, but those titles are, you know, the gap is closing on UCLA, you know, North Carolina with their final fours, Kansas is closing in, um, with another title Duke has been closing in. Um, so it, it it's just, uh, you know, Villanova now has got three titles under Jay Wright and multiple final fours. And, you know, look, so I, I would put UCLA ahead of a plethora of programs. You know, for example, UConn's won three, I'd, I'd still put UCLA ahead of them, but the gap is closing year and year and year and year and year out as we move forward here. And it's been since the wooden dynasty with Lou Alcindor and Bill Walton and, and, and everybody else. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a very, very interesting um, situation to watch as we move forward um, with, with the kind of the tier, you know, and the, and the pillars of college basketball and the power rankings and the greatest teams ever and all that North Carolina, you know, they beat Duke, and Duke, you know, the season probably for Duke fans, it's kind of a conundrum, right? Because <clears throat> on the one hand, this team did rally after they lost to North Carolina at home, and they and they and they lose to Virginia Tech in the ACC and look awful. They lose again to North Carolina in the in the national semis, you know. But they got to the Final Four. You know, like they, they got there before they lost to North Carolina, you know, playing them the first time in, 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 in history, uh, in the tournament. And so I just, you know, you wonder, like if you're a Duke fan, was it successful because you made the final four or would you have rather, rather made the elite eight, you know, and not lost to North Carolina again? Right. I mean, it's, that's kind of what happens when you lose to your rival like that. And, and again, this is a different <clears throat> a different rival. What makes it so unique is how close they are in proximity. You know, we have Yankees, Red Sox, we have all these other Army, Navy, we have all these, you know, Auburn, Alabama, we, but no rivalry is within six to eight miles of each other, right? I mean, they're, they're, you can get in the car and drive and it's six to eight minutes and you're, and you're there, you know, like you're there, period, end of discussion. You are at the rival's campus. And so, you know, they recruit the same players, they play in the same conference, they've got the history, right? They battle twice a year minimum, they're seven, eight miles away, right? I mean, unbelievable stuff. And so North Carolina beats Duke. I will tell you this, Duke fans, this is where I sit on it, okay? I think that the year was a success for Duke. 
I know they lost to Carolina twice. I know how heartbreaking it is. But you know what you can do? You know what you can do? You can absolutely, positively say that it was a a, a successful season because you made a Final Four. You didn't know what was going to happen going into the tournament because of the young players. You know, where Keel's gonna was Keel's gonna play well. He's a freshman, Bancaro. Some of these guys who haven't seen the big stage, how were they gonna play? Paulo Bancaro took over games. I mean, he was unbelievable. And what you can say now is the following. Okay? 13 final fours under Mike Shashevsky, right? Passes John Wooden. That's a big mark. That's still a huge deal to get to a final four. Okay? You made another final four. Okay. This is this is uh Coach K's um, 13th final four. And, and when you look at, uh, when you look at Duke as a whole, you just added another one to the, to the resume. You just added a final four banner to Cameron indoor, right? You just keep adding them, man. Like keep, keep, keep on keeping on. Right. I mean, goodness. And so I think that it was a success from the standpoint of, you know, getting to a final four, and saving the season throughout the tournament, having some unbelievable wins in the tournament. Uh, from a North Carolina perspective, this was beyond a successful season. I mean, this team was absolutely positively dead in the water in mid-February. Remember, remember what happened in mid-February? This team lost to Pittsburgh. This team was uh, absolutely in, in just dire straits. Um, you know, nobody knew kind of what they were going to be. They were kind of on the bubble. Now, listen, I know that they were 18 and 8 after they lost to uh, Pittsburgh and 10 and 5 in the ACC. Most people from the outside would look at that and go, wow, that's a great, great mark. Well, the problem is they didn't have a lot of quad one wins and they had a really, really difficult schedule coming up in terms of road games. You know, you had to go at Duke, you had Virginia at home, a lot of games. Well, guess what? They beat Vatek, beat Louisville, beat NC State, beat Syracuse in a thrilling OT game um, at home, beat Duke on the road, as I mentioned. Virginia beat him at home, killed him at home by 20, and then lost to Vatek in the ACC. Uh, and then, you know, and then they just kept getting hotter and hotter and hotter as the tournament was going on. Beat Marquette, slaughtered him. Beat Baylor in OT, what a great game. Beat UCLA, beat St. Peter's, a team that had just beaten Kentucky, had just beaten Murray State. North Carolina beats them. Then they beat Duke in the national semis, and they go up against Kansas. They had a double-digit lead at halftime. Kansas comes back, and, you know, it was the greatest comeback in, in, in championship game history, and I understand that. But by the same token, I don't think it was a choke. I think that it was a situation where uh, basically college basketball is full of runs, right? All Always. It's full of runs every which way. And I think that a double-digit lead at the half is very similar to uh, a 14 to 17 point lead in the NFL, which that's not that big of a lead. (laughs) It's not, you know, because it's a game of runs and we are in an offensive era in not just football, but many others, including basketball teams like to push it up and down the floor. And so I think from that perspective, I don't think it was really a, a, a choke job by North Carolina. I think it was, a total uh, uh, just college basketball scenario, a run by a great program against another great program, and they got it done, and that's just how it goes. And then it was nip and tuck. Once Kansas made the initial comeback, it was nip and tuck the entire way, right? If you watched that game, you didn't know who was going to win in the title game. So, 
again, incredibly successful season for uh, North Carolina. Successful season for Duke. He still made a Final Four. Uh, fans, some, a lot of fans won't look at it like that, but as time goes on, I'm telling you, um, you know, the rivalry will keep going even without Coach K. Hubert Davis, I think, is a star coach in the making. He got that team playing extremely well. Their backcourt came alive. Caleb Love and R.J. Davis were outstanding. Baycott was great all year, and he was a stud in the tournament, played on an injured ankle. Uh, their bench uh, guys came through. Uh, it was just a great season for North Carolina. There's absolutely no question about it. National uh, title game runner-up. I mean, to 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 say that you were going to be there after mid-February, I you know, it would have been laughable. Um, meanwhile, on the other side, Villanova. You know, great season for Villanova. Um, you know, a team that I think a lot of people had penciled in uh, as a really really difficult team to beat. I, I certainly did. Um, this is a team that, you know, was was getting uh, Callan Gillespie back. Uh, this is a team that, you know, under Jay Wright just knows how to win. Uh, this is a really, really, really good basketball team. They're great at free throw shooting. In fact, the best in the country. Late in games, they don't turn the ball over. They don't have overwhelming All-American players. They don't have North Carolina, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky guys. They've got hard-nosed grinders. They have guys who can score uh, to the system. They have guys who fit the system, and it's just it's just a really really great program. And you know when you look at uh, Colin Gillespie, and you look at the you know Justin Moore and what he was able to do, you look at Jermaine Samuels, guys who are, are just unbelievable players, unbelievable role models, great for the Villanova program, awesome fits. Um, I'm assuming that all of them have one more year for Corona. Justin Moore has one year no matter what because he's a ju- he was a junior. Um, now he. Uh, you know, can come back, but again, he just ruptured the Achilles. Um, so we'll see if he comes back to Villanova or if he wants to go and turn pro, uh, play overseas, whatever the case may be. But uh, Villanova, just another outstanding, outstanding season. And, and you know what? What's the future of Villanova? Let's get into the future of these programs a little bit. You know, Villanova, the future is bright because you have Jay Wright. <laughs> you know, that that that's the bottom line. You know. Um, the future is bright. They're going to recruit. They're going to get some kids in Philly. Jay Wright can get people around the country. Uh, he's one of the best recruiters and developers in the entire country. Um, you know, when you look at Kansas and their future, um, little little darker, I think. I mean, they'll they'll get through if they're penalized. Um, but you know, that whole scandal thing is not going away. I mean, they have been trying to go at Kansas and and and, and find um, exactly uh, what they did uh, a legal uh, relationship type of a thing with, uh, with, with Adidas and, uh, you know, some parents maybe being involved here and there's still some more details to be ironed out. Um, I've read a bunch of articles on this and there's a bunch of stuff out there in terms of, you know, legal folks coming out and being quoted saying, you know, we've got real, real stuff here and, and this thing's going to drop soon. Okay. I heard that three months ago, four months ago, is this classic NCAA protecting, right? The college basketball shield, protecting the NCAA shield, you know, oh, don't hurt one of these power programs because we need them to make the final four so that we can make more money. Then you can penalize them. They'll rebound anyway. <laughs> That's just how they think because it's a cash cow, right? But a great season for Kansas as well, you know? A great season for Kansas because Kansas was a team that I thought this year was really good. I knew they were a tournament team. I mean, for God's sakes, this team was 22-4 and four at one point, 11, actually 23-4, and 12-2. Uh, in conference, they lost the next two games. Then they end the season with a five-game win streak. I knew this was a really, really good team. I knew they were a Final Four contender. Absolutely. I was not sure if they were a championship contender <clears throat> because I was very, very, very suspect 
at their defense um, at, at, at parts of this season. Kentucky, when they lost that game by 18 on February on uh, late in January, that was a brutal one. At Texas, the defense just melted down. The two losses against Baylor and TCU, the defense was not good. Bad in-game decisions and all the rest. Well, guess what? They certainly figured it out, didn't they? And you have to just look at it and go, wow. There are two bona fide pros, and we know in order to win a national championship, you have to have a professional basketball future on your roster in not just one spot, but probably two. And so I would tell you that Ochai Abaji, great. And <clears throat> you know what? Here's something else Kansas did this year for a blue blood that is very uncommon. They had senior basketball players as their NBA studs. This isn't like a one and this isn't Zion, Carmelo Anthony, right? Kevin Durant. It's not like one of those type players, one and done, boom, Anthony Davis, Carl, uh, Anthony Towns, players like that, right? Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, not those kind of players. They were senior basketball players. They were veteran leadership led. Just a great year for Kansas. They won the national championship. So a team that was kind of suspect at the end of the year, um, you know, middle of the year, end of the year, defensively, offensively, et cetera, the, the, the problem is <clears throat> that you have a situation where, you know, when you're not playing great defense and you're lacking a little confidence, you're not really good at the end of games, uh, you have people like me and others going, ah, geez, I don't know if you're a championship team. They get into the tournament. <clears throat> they're, they're, you know, obviously um, Kansas, so you know they have a shot just at anything, always just because of the name. They beat Texas Southern handily. Beat Creighton, great game. Beat Providence, great game. Miami, beat them by 26. Villanova, beat them 81 to 65 in the national semifinal, right? Ran away from them. Villanova showed some guts. They showed some poise. Wasn't enough. North Carolina, obviously, <clears throat> beat them in the, in the championship game with a big comeback. And they, they finished 14-4 and in the Big 12. They finished 34-6 and in the regular season. I mean, that's unbelievable. When you look at Kansas basketball now, and you look at their resume, okay, um, you know, rock chalk Jayhawk, baby. I mean, this is a, this is a program that has got just an unbelievable history we know all about Naismith. We know about Fog Allen. We know about everything going on with Kansas. And now you can add another Final Four to Kansas's resume. Okay, they have the following: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen Final Fours, and they now have four national championships. This was an important championship for Kansas. Because despite going to 15 previous Final Fours, they had only had three. They haven't won one. They hadn't won one since 2008, and before that, they hadn't won one since '88, and since that, they hadn't won one since 1952. If you compare that to Duke, Duke's got heck of a lot more, right? Of 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 national championships going into this season, right? I mean, Coach K's won five, right? North Carolina's got a ton more. If you're a blue blood program and you're in that many Final Fours and you've been around as long as Kansas. And you have one, let's see, look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 18, <clears throat> 27, 20, they have 31 sweet 16s, okay? When you make 31 sweet 16s, when you make 15 final, well, I guess going into this year, it would have been 30 sweet 16s and 15 final fours. And you've only got three national championship, championships to show for it. And we're going back here, folks. We're not going back to the 70s, 60s. We're going back 50s. We're back to the 40s. We're going back to, you know, when it was a, a much different world uh, and a much easier world to win uh, in college basketball. So Kansas, for being a blue blood, they've got four titles. 
That's only one more than Villanova's got under Jay Wright. So this was a very important championship for Kansas to win. Before I add more to Kansas, Villanova, North Carolina, and Duke, I got to talk a little bit about the futures of uh, Carolina and Duke here. Already hit on Villanova, already hit on Kansas to a degree. Uh, I have a quick message from our friends over at Bet Online. Folks, Bet Online is getting it done. It's your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to get 50% off with your welcome bonus on your first deposit. What a deal. Bet Online, where the game starts. You can now start betting on Major League Baseball, which is back. So who are you going to pick to win the World Series? NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs? Our partners at Bet Online, they're getting it done. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also have a quick message from our friends at Credit Karma. Hey, are you paying down old credit card debt? A personal loan could be your solution, right? Loans usually come with fixed monthly payments, making them a simple way to help pay off your credit cards. Plus, loans usually have lower interest rates than credit cards do, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Planning ahead for a big expense? Don't put those car repairs or medical bills on a high-interest credit card. Credit Karma is there for you, and they can help you look out for low-interest personal uh, loan that could save you money while you pay off your purchases. Are you ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. All right, let's get into more on uh, Duke, Carolina, uh, maybe another thought or two on Kansas and Villanova. Um, the futures for Duke and Carolina, I mean, look, Coach K built the house, okay? Despite the fact that he's no worse than the second greatest coach of all time and very likely the greatest, even over John Wooden, even though he has half the titles, he's got more Final Fours, harder era, he's adapted to multiple eras, one-and-done era, um, way more parity, um, way more recruiting challenges. Uh, again, I, it's right now... It, everybody says, oh, well, Coach K ran a clean program. Well, <clears throat> okay, I'm sure that for the most part he did, but I find it hard to believe that Duke went, you know, 40-plus years with all those big-time, you know, highly-touted players and blue-chip guys and didn't make a mistake behind the scenes, uh, black bags and cash and all that stuff floating around. I think that that happens in a lot of places. <clears throat> it, it, and I'm not going to say that cheating happens everywhere because I hate it when people put a blanket on it. But it does happen. It does happen in multiple places. And for me, you know, I would look at, I would look at the situation with, um, with with Duke, and you know, uh, the future of the program is probably in pretty good hands with John Shire, right? I mean, this is a program that's going to keep getting, you know, players left and right. This is a team where, despite the fact that Mike Krzyzewski is arguably the greatest coach of all time, um. Mike Shishovsky built the basketball house to a point where he, you know, built it with assistance. He he's built it with reputation. He, you know, he's built it. He's got the tradition. He's got Cameron. He's got a lot of things that make big time blue chips still want to play there, even under John Shire. Right? Um, you want to be a part of it, right? And recently, as I record this, elite junior Mackenzie uh, Mbako, I think that's how you pronounce it. He announced his commitment to Duke on Friday. 
and it gives the Duke Blue Devils five five-star pledges in the 2023 class. <laughs> okay? He's a junior. I mean, there you go, right? Like, there you go. Coach K already has recruited a lot of it. Uh, his assistants, obviously, you know, boots on the ground, getting that done. So Duke's going to be fine. They also have Tyrese Proctor, a five-star junior point guard from Australia. He's committed to Duke. Um, this Mbako kid picked Duke over uh, Kentucky, Ohio State, and Memphis. Um, he's a guy who uh, uh, plays at Gill St. Bernard School in New Jersey. It's obviously a really high, highly touted pro, uh, program. Um, you know, and it's just, it's unbelievable. They've got Sean Stewart coming in, Caleb Foster coming in, Jared McLean coming in, uh, Jared McCain. It's insane. Of the nine five-star players committed in 2023, five are headed to Durham, North Carolina, okay? So John Shire has landed the number one recruiting class in 2022 and now has a huge lead in the race for 2023, okay? Of the 11 players who have committed to the Blue Devils since Shire was named coach-in-waiting, according to ESPN, eight were ranked as five-star prospects with 10 of the 11 inside the ESPN 11. Think they're going to be okay? I think so. Hubert Davis... And again, I don't know what's going on with all these players with their COVID years too, right? The future could be bright if somebody decides to come back. I don't think that any of these guys are going to come back. I think that they're all going to, um, you know, regardless of COVID or not, I think that they're all going to test the pro waters. Why wouldn't you? I mean, Paolo Bancaro, Keels, uh, you know, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, Baycott. I think all these guys are gone for the most part. But what I will tell you is this. Um, North Carolina's future looks awfully bright as well. There's no question about it. I mean, North Carolina uh, is going to be fine. Hubert Davis, his youthful energy, and you could tell in that game, by the way, against Duke in the national semifinal, okay, you could tell that they had a younger coach. You could tell that they had a fiery coach. He was up, and, and look, Coach K was up and he was clapping. He was off the you know the the, the stool there for a while, um, but nothing quite like you know quite like Hubert Davis and and rolling it uh, the entire game from the beginning to the end of the game. He did the interview with Tracy Wolfson. He was he was so full of energy, so fired up. Um, he he he's 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 a really really good one, man. In North Carolina, by the way. I mean, they've got ridiculous, ridiculous players coming in as well. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you look at their 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 recruiting classes, and I'm just going to go through a few of them, okay? Hubert Davis is on that trail right now of 2024 top recruit Nas Cunningham. There's a good chance he's going to go there, okay? They already received a commitment from five-star guard Simeon Wilcher, and they're hoping to get it from G.G. Jackson, who is a five-star forward who's absurd. He's an absurd basketball player, no question about it. Um, he's a five-star 2023 power forward. Um, man, you know, they've got a bunch of guys coming in. You've got Jaron Stevenson uh, with a bunch of ACC schools, including North Carolina, on, on, on his radar. So I think North Carolina and Duke are going to be fine for multiple reasons, Okay. They're going to be fine because they have the tradition. <clears throat> they've got major basketball facilities. They've got incredible home venues. They've got great campuses, warm weather, beautiful women, right? Those are all things in, in recruiting. Help you get to the pros, no question. They win 
year in year out. They play on the biggest of big, st- you know, the, the the biggest of stages or on TV all the time. Major major games, big Monday, Saturday showcases. They're on everywhere, right? Uh, and and the basketball houses were built before Hubert Davis and before John Shire. Those guys, I think, are going to keep it going. Those two guys, I think, have unbelievable futures in college basketball. John Shire, already a tremendous recruiter. <clears throat> uh, same goes for Hubert Davis. They're both workaholics. They're both young. They want to get it out. You know, they want to get after it. They want to carve their own legacy. I just think it's a great, great, great future for both programs. And look, nobody knows more than me how unbelievable Coach K has been for college basketball. Nobody knows more than me how huge Roy Williams has been and others in college basketball. Um, you know, the North Carolina program, going back to Dean Smith, going back before that uh, to, to uh, multiple head coaches uh, who have done just amazing things, um, you know, at North Carolina. The basketball houses were built a long time ago, you know. They were built a long, long time ago. I mean, look at Frank McGuire, right? I mean, Frank McGuire, you know, was a head coach at North Carolina from 52 to 61. He was such a huge pioneer. He built a basketball house before Dean Smith and Dean Smith and Roy Williams and on and on. And like the basketball houses are built. Okay. They've been built. And when you leave, chances are that the basketball house is going to be in good shape. And I think Carolina's in great shape. I think Duke's in great shape. I think both head coaches are going to get it done. Villanova under Jay Wright. They're right there. Kansas Kansas is Kansas. <clears throat> they fall into a lot of the categories I just mentioned. The question becomes, you know, what happens with the allegations? I'm sure whatever, you know, hammer gets dropped, they will still be okay. ML Sports Platter here, breaking down a little Final Four, breaking down the national champion Kansas Jayhawks. Thanks for listening. Again, a few days late to it, but wanted to spend a little bit of extra time on it and talk about the futures of it, do a little bit more extra recruiting not, uh, research and all the rest. But, uh, Thing, just what a great year in college basketball. Unbelievable seasons for the Final Four teams. I mean, Villanova gets another one. Kansas another one. Carolina, Duke. Um, <clears throat> you know, we had the rivalry game with unbelievable stakes in the national semifinal. I mean, what an unbelievable season. And then capped off with that great title game with Carolina and Kansas. Two powerhouses going toe-to-toe with Kansas coming out on top. In a very important national championship for them because of what I mentioned before, all the success, all the accolades, all the tournaments, all the round of 32s, all the Sweet 16s, but three national championships. Hadn't won one since 08, before that 88, the other one in the 50s. This was a biggie for Kansas to get. Now they've got four, and it looks a little bit different on the resume, does it not? The ML Sports Platter is all over the major platforms. Please download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great friends at Bowers & Company CPAs, Tiny Bubbles Laundromat, MyHotTub.com, and your state farm agent, Matt Graham. Get a free rate quote today, home, auto, life, health, and business from Matt Graham. SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. That's SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Matt Graham will get you a free rate quote, and you can see if he can save you money today. Tip of the cap thanks as well to Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Ken's Auto Detailing, and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the program. I'm Mike Lindsley. I'm on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Be sure to also download and subscribe to my Pandemonium podcast. You can download it on the built-in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow that show and you will get new and archived episodes of the program delivered right to your phone, just like this one, the ML Sports Platter. Be on the lookout for all my ML Sports takes. Follow the ML Sports Platter. Follow uh, Mike L Sports all over the place. Uh, ML Sports Take videos on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, IGTV, Instagram. Thanks for listening, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.